Hello there, darlings. Welcome to the Clockwork Cabaret. Those of you with nervous dispositions will do well to protect yourself before listening to this episode. Lock your windows, bolt your doors, say your prayers, for tonight, the dead may be walking abroad. Honestly, who comes up with this stuff? And now on with the show. <laughs> And I know what that 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 didn't sound like Halloween yes. noise. No, that I I'm not even gonna ask. What uh, that she was. is Emmett Davenport, and she well, is she Lady Ethelcott. Halloween names. Oh, oh, I'm terrible at ha- Halloween names. She is Casket Davenport. Ah. And I am Lady Adderquartz. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. It's spooky. Turn your dial to spooky and join us for this spooktastic clockwork cabaret. We would say we dressed for the occasion, but this is how we always dress. (laughs) We're both in black Mm -hmm. and wishing we had candy. I actually do have candy. I have a three-pound bag of Tootsie Rolls that I am currently working my way through. And you won't share because we are remotely recording. We're still remote because the world is scarier than anything from Halloween. Oh. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not going to get any trick-or-treaters. I'm not, we have a doomed driveway. There's I... no light down here. And they don't trust us during daylight hours, my, them being my neighbors. Uh, so they're definitely not sending their kids into the darkness down down the I, way. To well, get, and, uh, it's, and it's COVID time and, and you yeah, don't want their grubby little fingers. To get candy from the neighborhood queers. <laughs> right. Also, you don't want candy. You don't want their grubby little hands touching your candy. I don't want them knocking on my door. So I bought that three pound bag of Tootsie Rolls for me and myself. Yeah. Because Mr. Ducky cannot have them because Tootsie Rolls contain milk. Ha ha. So yeah, that was that was a that was a me gift. Fair enough. Be enjoying that probably until next Halloween. Because you know how it is towards the end, you get like the Tootsie Pops left. Oh, it's all the terrible ones. Well, it's 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 a it's not about like I enjoy Tootsie Rolls. And I like the fruit flavored Tootsie Rolls. I actually buy the giant bag every year because I want the fruit flavored Tootsie Rolls? Really? Yeah, no. not oh, understanding the... that I can buy a whole bag of just, just the fruit, fruit flavored ones. The internet exists. It's a thing I can do. Yeah, um, but it's some candy you only want at Halloween. Yeah, and I, uh, so I'll eat the Tootsie Rolls. I'll eat the dots. I like dots. It's like candy corn. Yeah, uh, you I, I will just never eat the Tootsie Pops. You can give those to me. I'll give you all the Tootsie Pops. I like Tootsie Pops. All right, well, get, be prepared to be deluged. That's fine. I will eat those. What's your favorite awful Halloween candy? Smarties. Oh! So, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, listener. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. for the listeners that also enjoy <laughs> Smarties. Just, what? I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense. You but... just like sweet chalk? Yes. There's... There's something about them. I don't know. They were, I don't know. I look as a small child. I was poisoned because somebody <laughs> because you liked Smarties. Someone tried to take you out. Yes, someone someone fed me uh, children a whole entire bottle of children's chewable Tylenol, to which I thought were Smarties because I liked them so much. Wait, so. Hold on. We gotta, yeah. we gotta backtrack. You gotta back. Oh. You gotta throw, throw this out 
okay what no, you, have, well, you brought it up you have questions okay i have questions i, have, right. I have i have several questions okay feel free were, throw were them the at smarties don't now did the child try is was this an adult no it was a, it was a it was another child okay okay that's, that's Slightly, question number one i'm like did, did it was another Mr. child Wilkinson it was a, next door yeah no, it was Try to do a murder. <laughs> Maybe that. It was another child who is two years older than me. She Oops. probably was a serial killer. I was going to say, so not a current serial killer, but a potential future serial killer. A potential future. Yes. Many things looking back on our, my friendship with her made me think she may have committed some murders <laughs> as she grew up. I don't remember. Also, funny enough, her name was Nicole. I <gasps> I can't remember. I, I can't remember her last name, but it uh, certainly wasn't Adderfeld. No, it wasn't. Looks shiftily around. I'm pretty sure. She she was. <laughs> was she a ginger? A freckled no, ginger? No, she was not a ginger. No, okay. she was blonde. Then, then it was not me. No, no, that's how I know that it was not you. Yeah, it certainly isn't makeup. It certainly hasn't been a long con to finish the one murder. The one murder I never that accomplished. Oh, that could be. It could be. But she, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, she fed me. She fed me a, an entire bottle of child of of orange flavored children's chewable Tylenol. To- telling me it was candy, I assumed it. W- they were Smarties because. I would posit that because... children's chewable aspirin tastes better than Smarties. Oh. That would have been your first clue. Well, see, I didn't, having been raised by a weirdo hippie mom who didn't let me have processed sugar. You didn't um, care. No, I, I didn't care. And also, uh, I probably, I didn't have a lot to uh, compare it to. <laughs> okay. And I why only had you, Smarties. Did you ever find out why she fed you a bottle of aspirin? Because she was, we were playing we were playing make believe. We were playing you a were game. Playing make believe. She was playing murder. Yes, we were playing doctor or something. I don't know. And she tried to murder me. That's all I know. I my mom had to call poison control, and I had to drink a whole lot of milk. Oh, oh. Which is one of the reasons why I really, really hate milk. Mm. Also, mm-hmm. I am lactose intolerant, which I don't think that I, that's responsible, but. We can we can blame it on that, sure. No, it's probably not. But it was. But being lactose intolerant and having to drink a whole bunch of milk may not oh. have been a good combination. Oh, I, you were lactose intolerant as a kid too. No, I wasn't. But I, but I like to assume that that ca- that that particular thing may have caused me to be, <laughs> because apparently they don't want you to uh they don't want you to take anything to expectorate they don't want you to they don't want it out of your system from the mouth orally they want you to drink milk so that it will pass naturally (laughs) and and to and the milk is there to coat your stomach lining. I don't know. It was terrible. I drank an obscene amount of milk in a short period of time. I hated it. It was gross. I also felt really terrible before that, and I felt real terrible after. Oh, someone tried to murder baby Emmett. Yeah, yeah. She wasn't allowed to come over for quite some time. Yeah, no, I think if some random kid tried to murder my child, I'll she Play then be she then because she is probably a serial killer um she then tried to make amends by dressing up in a questionably weird miss piggy costume that she made herself mm-hmm. for my birthday to try and be a costume character i to get invited to my birthday party Later that oh, same year, oh. so you didn't invite her. No, so she I mean I wanted to. I wanted costume. to because I didn't think I didn't see what was because apparently I am an idiot as a child and trusting and you know being poisoned once doesn't <laughs> apparently 
I am imagining some like full on Ed Gein like. Oh, this was more. It was more paper plate. It was more of of paper plate. Uh, pig pig mask. You mm. know, like like very very homeac. Uh, paper cup for the snout. Paper plate for the face. Mm-hmm. Thing, but Cold, she did dead eyes. Yes, but she did dress up as like a terrible, horrible Miss Piggy for because she knew I liked Muppets and mm-hmm. and got tried to get herself invited to my to my birthday party. Well, I well I to, know what my makeup costume is going to be this year. Oh my god, terrifying <laughs> Miss Piggy. Yeah, I'm sure yours People will be better, Miss Piggy. I I I actually for a long time I had a photograph of it because of her being in the terrifying piggy, Miss Piggy costume, but I, I think it got destroyed during the during a um purge. No, <laughs> honestly, it's probably for the best. That photograph was probably cursed. Yeah, oh, probably. Uh, you know, when she died and came back from hell to oh. finish her revenge on Earth, she definitely would have started new. Yeah. Yes. That is how the horror movie starts. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So there's the start of a good ha- Halloween horror story. Yes. I mean, my birthday, my birthday is in September, so not really Halloween based, but it was terrifying. And uh, there you go. You I guys was... needed Nanoramos coming up. There you yeah. go. You want? Do you want a little some plot interest for your Nanoramo? There you go. There you go. I've often thought about. Uh, writing a memoir, but I really honestly think no one would believe it was real. Yeah. And that and this that story about my friend trying to murder me uh, is one of them. <laughs> so there. <laughs> it's shit. I, mean, I grew up in Florida with all of all of the poisonous everything, America's Australia as some have called it, and I still don't have as many near death ex- experiences as you. So Oh yeah. My my sister once uh pushed me in a pool and almost murdered me. So yeah, that was a, I mean, that was I another time. Anesthesia put uh, you know, provide anesthesia for an emergency surgery. Yeah. Well, see, you you you, you weren't homeschooled and you didn't live with weirdo hippie people. So there you go. No, no, I just live with weirdo Irish people. <laughs> I live with a big Gaelic gaggle of right. So you well, just had yeah. you had like normal run of the mill trauma. Well, I mean, you lived in Florida, but yeah, again, did grow up in Florida, so I don't know how run of the mill it would be. No, no, there's no, there. It's not a contest. Let's oh, let's, let's be fair because the, the oh let's make it a contest. Let's no. do our best. Let's do our best Halloween. We we have we have both lived a lot of life oh. in our time. Yeah, yeah, we have. Uh, and so let's do our best Halloween story. Okay. Will it be the time I got almost got attacked by dogs? Will it be the time I got stuck in a big wheel that smelled like bo? Who knows what it might be? All right. Well, on that note, I'm going to press a button, and then when we come back, we will share yeah. our terrible Halloween stories. Like any red-blooded gentleman of leisure, you enjoy the civilized entertainment of watching animals fight. Why wouldn't you? However, until now, you were limited to the common chicken and the boring bear. Never fear, sports fans. The Creature Combat Arena will blow your mind with a dazzling array of unique fauna free-for-alls. Join us Monday for crossed zebras. Tuesday, narwhal face fighting. Wednesday, New England clam pounder. Thursday, boom slang, boomerang, bombardier, balderdash. And Friday, the sleepy panda slap fight. The Creature Combat Arena. We are truly terrible people. All right, Lady Anarchop, tell me your most scary Halloween story. All right, so as our longtime listeners know, I went to college in, well, maybe I, yeah, no, I think we've mentioned it before. I went to college in St. Augustine, Florida, which is one of 
the oldest continually habited cities in the United States. I think they're fighting, they're fighting with someplace else. I don't remember if it's Charlotte. They're fighting with someplace about which city is technically older uh, and has never been abandoned. But suffice to say, it's an old city. It's a very atmospheric city. It was founded by Native Americans thousands of years before white people ever got there. But then the Spanish showed up. And as the Spanish do, fucked all the shit up. It was uh, founded by the, like the quote unquote, founded by conquistadors uh, back in the day, back when conquistadors were a thing. And as we all know, conquistadors are terrible. Yeah, there you go, giant dicks. <laughs> um, it's also a very, it's supposed to be a very haunted city. I think it's like fourth or fifth most haunted city in the United States by some scale. I don't know how you measure that. Who's the, what's the first? Yeah, what's the most, like, I think, I think New Orleans. Really? Maybe. Or maybe Salem. I don't know. Okay. Not coincidentally, they're all tourist cities. Yeah. I think they just use those as, as tourist traps. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it, is a, it is a very old city. It's got a very uh, bloody history. Um, it's got a fort. It's got a Spanish, a conquistador fort, the, the Castillo de San Marcos, that's made out of uh, coquina. And uh, you can actually go and visit it. And there's like giant, still giant cannonball holes in the side of the fort from like several wars. Um, yeah, and the Native American tribe that was in that area at the time was the Seminole. And if you are familiar with your Native American history, Which the Seminole is the one tribe in America that, the, and I don't know how true this is, but this is the story, um, that never technically surrendered to the United States. They were badass, basically. They were not, yeah, they were, they were not cool with the Spanish being there and they made their displeasure known. Uh, so when the Spanish founded St. Augustine, it was a walled city, meaning that there was uh, a, there were city gates and there was a big wall around the white people part of the city. And at sundown, those gates closed and you had to be on the right side of them. This is all the backstory mm -hmm. that kind of goes into this tale. So that's a kind of a, a, a quick rundown on St. Augustine, Florida. Visit it during your next non-pandemic trip. Don't go now. It's a pandemic. Stay home. Please, for God's Please. sake, Please stay home. So it's a very old historic city. It's very atmospheric. There's a lot of Spanish moss dripping over giant oak trees that are hundreds of years old. Don't touch the moss. Remember that guy? Yes. He thought the fountain of youth was around there. He made some mustard. No, I don't know. What did he do? <laughs> no, oh, no, that's, that's Dijon. The fountain of youth. That's Dijon mustard. Never mind. That's Dijon. Possibly <laughs> on. You confused me. He made some mustard. I don't remember that part of his name, but. Ponce Dijon. He made Ponce Dijon was <laughs> his cousin. Monsterjohn, that's the looking one. for the fountain of mustard, and he found it. Oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, sorry. What I'm trying to get at, get at is this is a very old, very creepy city, right? There, there are, uh, there, there are cemeteries that are hundreds of years old that have hundreds of bodies in them. Um, there are like there's Spanish moss. There's historic sites. There were battles that you know there was a uh, uh, one of the civil wars like you know the the the, the uh, Castillo was at one point a Spanish port at one point it was taken by the British at one point it was taken by the Confederates like there there's been a lot of there's been a lot of bloodshed in the area basically and so my one of my favorite stories about St. Augustine is the story uh, that I'm about to tell you about headless things I know that you're from the New England area. I know you love some headless stuff. I do. I do. I love headless things. All right. 
I love this some pumpkin heads. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you were told by me by my cousin's brother's roommate. No, uh, my one of my uh, when I went when I went to school in San Augustine, I was an art student. No surprise there. And one of my art teachers was a historical reenactor and also gave ghost tours. And so she had great ghost stories about the old town. And one of the stories that she liked to tell, uh, there, there are, it's a couple of unrelated things that we're going to kind of weave together in this narrative. Um, Come with me now on this journey into the spooky. Uh, because she was a because she was part of the local uh, reenactment group, uh, and that she gave tours around town, she would she could get access to parts of the city that were normally closed to the public. Oh, nice! Yeah, so which was awesome. And one of the things that she would every year she would take her students to sketch live in person the in the uh, Huguenot Cemetery in Saint Augustine. Uh, the Huguenot Cemetery was not just the cemetery for Huguenots. Uh, it was the cemetery for everyone that this, the Catholic conquistadors deemed unworthy. Uh, so basically, it was like the garbage cemetery. And it was located, very importantly, outside of those city gates that we talked about before oh, that kept nice. out the Seminole. Um, it was unconsecrated ground. So it was not a blessed cemetery for those of you who are familiar with kind of a Catholic Christian so tradition. So terrible. Right. So like unconsecrated ground outside of the city gates, kind of unprotected garbage cemetery. Right. Well, for garbage, demons. But like the, the undesirable cemetery. Right. It was also, it is also actually in a bit of just supreme assholery uh the the spanish had built the huguenot cemetery on top of a native american burial ground of course because why not uh yeah just 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 be extra dickish just get as much dickishness in there as you can uh and the cemetery was there were a couple of hundred marked graves but there were uh, an, an estimated uh, twice, like two to three times as many bodies buried in the ground. So even if there wasn't a grave marker, if any place that you were walking, you're probably walking on someone's remains. Oh. It is closed to the public. That's good. But not to my teacher and not to her art students. Oh. And this story takes place about one of, I actually went on one of these sketching right, journey get, to, this, get to the, the story. cemetery nothing happened while i was there okay ADD told, lady. <laughs> let's get to, i said add lady let's get to the story all right yeah so uh <laughs> one of one of her classes that she was taking to this huguenot cemetery while they were there one of the things she liked to do while her students were sketching was that she would also walk around and make her own sketches and as she was kind of walking around the cemetery she noticed by the gates there was a headless bird Gross. Yeah, and it was decapitated, but it was, she said in her words, a very clean decapitation. No blood, no gore. It didn't look like a cat had gotten to it and just kind of, I guess, eaten the head and strolled. Uh, and it was a fresh enough corpse that uh, rigor mortis hadn't set in. So she was able to pick it up. And what she did was she picked it up and she put it in the art box of one of her students. Uh, an art box for those who are unfamiliar is usually like it's some kind of tackle box or something where where when you're drawing outside you just throw all your your pencils your utensils and, yeah your stuff that you're gonna draw with um student thought it was hilarious proceeded to incorporate the headless bird into every art project that he turned in from then until the end of the year oh that's nice so no one was traumatized by this everyone had a good laugh Headless at the headless bird in the art box. Yeah, well, and like you do. The students left, and then she kind of made the rounds 
of the cemetery to make sure that nobody had left any garbage behind, you know, just kind of make sure everything was okay because it was a historical site. She was a historical reenactor and she wanted to make sure everything looked great. And then she said, as she was making the rounds around the cemetery, she found a headless rat and a headless squirrel all in the grounds, oh. all in the same condition. Oh. Really decapitated, no blood, no gore. The body's fresh enough that rigor mortis had not yet set in. Oh, recent. And what you have to understand about the cemetery that is closed to the public is that it is surrounded by a very large chain link fence and there is barbed wire on the top of it. It's not impossible to scale, but it would be difficult. That's not where the story ends. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. This same student, several day, like several month, weeks later, after that hilarious prank of a dead bird in their, in their art box, uh, came into class one day, pale, like, like was late for class. And then it was a studio class. So it was about four hours long, came in probably two hours into the four hour class, looking pale and shaken and just not well, uh, quietly sat down in the back, did their work, didn't say anything the whole time. When the class let out, she kind of went over to him and to check in on him because she could tell he was very clearly distraught. Went over to him and said, hey, are you okay? Is everything all right? You know, she's like, you know, you know, like you would do. And he said, no, I'm not okay. But you're not going to believe what I'm going to tell you. And she's like, I, I want you to feel like this is a safe space that you can tell me anything. He's like, I can't. You're not going to believe what I, I don't, I don't know. No, you're not going to believe what I'm going to tell you. And she said, okay, but, but clearly something is bothering you. Clearly you want, you need to talk about it. So just tell, tell me what happened and just get it off your chest and, and, and just move on. Uh, this student happened to live in an apartment that was across the street from the Huguenot Cemetery. There's like a row of businesses. And back when this, this student lived in St. Augustine, there were apartments above the businesses and he rented one of them. And he said that he was asleep in his bed at night. And in the middle of the night, he was awoken because he couldn't breathe. And he couldn't move. And when, he, and it, like, he's trying to gasp, he's trying to gasp for breath, gasp for breath, can't, it just, he feels pressure and pressure and pressure on his chest. And then suddenly it lets up. And when it lets up, he gasps and sits up. And at the foot of his bed is a shadowy figure the shadowy figure is missing a head. Bum, bum, bum. Do, do, do. But that's also not the end of the story. <gasps> oh. There's a oh, third no. part. <gasps> and the third part is this. Oh, no, he lived across the street from the Catholic cemetery, not the Huguenot oh, cemetery. So you, that's now important. You just ruined it. I just ruined it, yeah. <laughs> no, because the, the third part of the story is conquistador... Spanish conquistador Catholic belief system. Yes. According to the Spaniards that were from Spain, that were not born in America, if you died in America, your body could not be buried in anything other than Spanish soil, or else your soul would wander. Now, of course, this is like the 1600s, the 1700s. If you die in Florida, there is no way they are getting your dead ass back to Spain. You gotta be put in the ground. It's already hot. You're already starting to stink. So the solution to this problem was that they would bury anyone who was born in Spanish soil in above ground tombs. So if you go to the Catholic cemetery in San Augustine, Florida, you will see above ground tombs. Mausoleums. Mausoleums. Yeah, but they're not mausoleums because it's not a building. It's an actual little like... Yeah, no, the, yeah, a little tomb thing, yeah. A, a, a one-person tomb. Yeah. And you will, you will notice that in the Spanish calf, in the Spanish cemetery in, in San Augustine, Florida, and that's what that is. The people in those little above-ground tombs are people who were born in Spain and therefore cannot be buried any, in anything other than Spanish soil. Their souls just can't take it. Their souls know what soil they're in, Emmett. They know. They know. 
I, the second part to this folk tradition, I guess it's a folk tradition yeah. of Spanish conquistadors, was that your body had to be buried intact. You know, like you had to have all your bits right. in order for to have a restful burial. And the Spaniards were real aggressive with the Native Americans. We'll say real aggressive. They were just awful. Awful. Uh, and part of the reason there was a wall and city gates around St. Augustine was because at sunset they locked that gate. And if you were on the wrong side of it, you were almost guaranteed to be murdered outside of the city gates. And there were two conquistadors who one night at sunset found themselves on the wrong side of the city gates. The next morning, their bodies were discovered piled, like just dumped right in front of the gates. So but, was your friend being haunted by these headless conquistadors? Uh, yep, you guessed it. Their heads were missing. Ah. Right. They, and they found all of them, but they never found the heads. Of course. So they had to be buried in above ground tombs without their heads. And you know what's right next to those those city gates, Emmett? Uh, alligator pits? <laughs> the very place. That our intrepid art student from the oh, world the found a bird in his art box. Oh, who was going around decapitating animals? I that I don't know. Like, yeah, if you don't believe it, like this is a very spooky story. If you believe in ghosts, because there was a headless ghost. There's a headless ghost going around <laughs> chopping off heads. But if you don't believe in ghosts, it's like there was a psycho chucking. Decapitated animals. animals and birds into the cemetery. Just to fuck with people. And then an art teacher that thought a good prank was to take said bird and drop it into the art well, box. Well, to be fair, wouldn't you also do that if you came across a decapitated bird and, you, mean, ha and you had a little shit for a art student? You might want also want to put it in the art box. I would only do it to a friend. Really? Only or to I would a keep friend. It to myself. Only to a friend. Well, you know, a headless bird is it? It that that's it, a. Oh, is that an Adder Cop sign of friendship? I didn't realize. <laughs> you just don't give I a headless no bird to anybody, Emmett. I've never been given a headless bird. Well, I mean, it is a curse. Apparently it's a curse because then like a conquistador ghost visited him I mean, in his room at night. I have had a turkey given to me, but other than that, it's the only headless bird. I then cooked it and made it for a feast, but other than that, I don't know. Uh... Someone sent me live lobsters once. That was weird. That feels like a curse. Here, have these have these lobsters. <laughs> these lobsters are alive, and they're your problem now. That is true. That does seem that that's a very main uh, curse. It was in Florida. There are no lot like there are Florida lobsters. They don't have pinchers. They were not Florida lobsters. They were Maine lobsters. Some yeah. shipped some very live. That seems very like a very that's a very maniac main thing to do. That's a curse, right? That's yeah, a, that I, is a curse. Here, yeah. have these lobsters. You you now have to deal with them. So I guess the moral of my story is if you ever come across headless animals in a cemetery Run. on unconsecrated ground, Run. don't put it in someone else's art box because you're going to curse them with the ghost of a Spanish conquistador. Unless you don't like them. you mostly it's 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 a thing of, it's it's a lesson of only do this if you really don't like them yeah yeah that's true don't do the, do this to your friends and is this a true story it was truly told to me oh. does that make it true i have oh. no idea oh yeah no when i lived in savannah i heard lots of of creepy, creepy, yes. ooh, ghost stories. Savannah, Savannah is like St. Augustine's like sister city. Yeah, 
Savannah and Charleston and St. Augustine all share some very common spooky, spooky ghost stuff. And and Uh, weird shit tends to happen there and everybody just goes, oh yeah. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, no, in the five years that I lived in Savannah, I had very, I had a couple run-ins with some strange some very strange things but a lot of it was mostly uh you know somebody told somebody a story no yeah like the story i just told yes or the you know there's the haunt this house is haunted it's part of the ghost tour i i did almost get i almost got attacked by a pack of random dogs while walking alone at night and said i'm seeing so there's that I I also got attacked by a random dog. I did but, not. Get but it was only one. Dogs. It was only one, and it was in Savannah, and I punched it in the nose. Yeah, I did so. not get attacked by the dogs. They just surrounded me and stared at me, just trying to decide if I was easy enough prey to take. I don't. Well, to be fair, I don't know yeah. if it. They, they walked away. He just ran up and. He ran up. Too close and too fast, and I punched him. And that's nose. one way it did. Because he was a, it was an American Standard Poodle, and it was terrifying. And and that and to be fair, that is my guttural reaction to pretty much anyone uh, like approaching me quickly. Is that my it gut does make this story a lot less creepy when you say it was a poodle. It was a giant poodle. It was an American standard poodle. It was still a poodle. It was huge. At least the dog that was in charge of the dog gang that almost ripped my throat out was white and fluffy and had sticky up ears like a wolf. So probably a werewolf. Yeah. I bet if you punched it in the nose, it would still do If I had punched it in the nose, the other dogs that surrounded me, I think, would have tried to rip my throat out. So I was not about to do that. No, that's how you show your dominance, man. Then I'm the then I'm the new boss of the dog gang. Yes, that that was really my goal. That was what I was trying to go for. And then they all followed me back to my dorm room, and I yes. have to explain that to the RA. Hey, I know twelve oh, dogs. Sorry. I'm sorry, Stephanie. I'm the boss of a dog gang now. These twelve weird random dogs. These twelve now live random with me. dogs just follow me around and do my bidding. It's dog law. Dog law. I punched that one in the nose. Control over dog law. Yeah. Do I look like a dog lawyer? Don't answer that, Stephanie. You're a bitch. Because <laughs> she's a Shih Tzu. She just said yes. <laughs> God damn it, Stephanie. <laughs> oh, now my muffin story just doesn't sound nearly as interesting. <laughs> is there is there any decapitation in your muffin story? No, there is not. I oh, mean, I should have gone last then. I you did. always end on decapitation. I, no, I want to hear your muffin story. Oh, it's just a stupid thing. So I try. So I had a baking accident or incident. Is it a spooky baking incident? Sure. Well, do you want me to make it spooky? Yeah. <laughs> I'll make it spooky. So I was trying out a new recipe in the cafe. I was trying to make some strawberry muffins with blood no i wasn't using blood well i mean if, if, unless you mean the blood of strawberries yes but uh a lesson that i learned very quickly is that do not use frozen strawberries unless you thaw them completely uh oh <laughs> because if you use frozen strawberries and you dice them small and then you sprinkle them in midst your muffin batter, you make little pockets of terrifying... It's just gross, honestly. terrifying! <laughs> <laughs> like, what happens? It's just gross. It Honestly, it looks like abortion. I made, <laughs> I I made I made murder abortion muffins and I like okay and I feel really bad about it. What happens? <laughs> what happens is that when you make use frozen strawberries that haven't frozen that haven't thawed completely, and you put them in your muffin batter and you put them in the oven, mm-hmm. they thaw 
in the middle of the batter while you're cooking them. And so okay. when you cut when you cut them open, it looks like you have murdered something. <laughs> so it's so it doesn't look like strawberry bits. It just looks like it looks like an abortion. No, that's the oh. only thing. It's terrifying and it's horrible, and I feel really bad about it. And it's gross. I mean, they t- it tasted good, but it did not look pretty. <laughs> All right. So, but what you're doing now is you're thinking about this the wrong way. Am I? Because they yes, were. Because I know you have skull molds. I do. So I what do. you do is you do that on purpose in a skull mold. Yeah, except that the batter, like the muffin, like the texture is just wrong. Okay. Everything about, and also frozen strawberries turn the batter pink. Yes. Did I mention that? I did not mention that. No, it turns the batter pink. And then you've got these little pockets of melted strawberry. Mushy. Like, it was just terrible. Uh, no, it was terrible I, I and horrible. I really thought something was going to explode. No, I wish it would. I did. I I was really hoping for... I mean, I wasn't expecting... I, I wasn't thinking it was going to be like, oh, this is the most beautiful bread ever. Because as I made the batter, it turned pink and terrifying, and I just started calling them murder muffins. Oh, see, that was your first mistake. Yeah, I was like, oh, look! Look at these lovely, these murder muffins! Totally gonna be wonderful! And, uh, then as they baked, they became more atrocious and terrible. I actually even made a glaze to go on top, but that just made it worse. (laughs) (laughs) They were shiny murder muffins! They were shiny, sweet! All right, all right, so wait, hold on. I'm still trying to figure out how we monetize this. What if? Here we I, well, so I had a thought, mm. but but I wasn't quite sure. Does chocolate and strawberry go together? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so one of the what if I made? Profiles. Okay, so what if I made chocolate skull muffins? Because I got the skull pans. Uh-huh. And then I put the strawberry glaze on the chocolate muffins. I mean, that would be delicious and probably awesome as shit. And then I call them murder muffins. What I was thinking is that you make, all right, well, we'll stay with the chocolate thought, okay. right? Okay. Chocolate, chocolate muffins. Yes. Fill half the muffin, the skull muffin tin mold thing. You put a little pocket of frozen strawberries in the middle. So they make the heart. Fill the rest of the way up with chocolate. So you have a tiny center. Oh, like a pocket of oh, so that when a you... pocket of death in the middle. So murder muffins. And then when you cut them open. So, so you. So uh, wait. Oh, what should we call them? Wait, wait. Ma- muffins of the Red Death. Ooh, Muffins of the Red Death is good. Or uh, Alas, or, Poor York. We knew this muffin well. This muffin was swell. Alas, oh. <laughs> Poor Muffin. People make those bleeding heart cakes, you know, where you cut into them and it loses, like it's, like it's blood. And so it's like that, but instead Wait. of being nasty, gross gelatin in the middle, it's, oh, gross. Yeah, it's no, I don't delicious gelatin. Strawberry? strawberry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. You just lean into the murder muffin. The mur- Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they did taste good, I will say. It tasted yeah. good. Also, you lean in- also- when, 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 when life gives you a murder muffin, you lean into it. It was also vegan, so I was like... <laughs> So there's your angle. Hey, vegans, do you ethically, like, are you ethically opposed to murdering animals and eating their flesh? But there's a little part of your caveman brain that still craves death. Try Emmett's murder muffins. Wait, no, I'm going to call them Morrissey muffins. (laughs) Hey, Morrissey? For for when when it's not Halloween. 
Ah, Morrissey's murder muffins. Yes. They they shouldn't make him cry. They won't make him cry. I mean, he's still going to cry about him, but they won't. (laughs) Girlfriend in a muffin. I know. I know. It's serious. Muffin is murder. (laughs) Muffins are murder. Oh, muffins (laughs) are murder. Oh, it's right there the whole time. That's also, incidentally, the name of this episode's Muffins are murder. (laughs) What is is my decapitation story? My decapitation ghost in the face of murder muffins nothing oh murder muffins ghost doesn't have that alliteration that i could no murder muffins are just something that happens headless ghosts are you know they're headless ghosts are eternal they're eternal (laughs) because they're haunting the saint augustine graveyard forever they're those up they uh there are no longer apartments across the street from the the catholic cemetery in saint augustine is it because of the ghosts or is it because of the scariest thing of all? Gentrification! I, I, was, I was totally going to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and with that, uh, I think I think we should say adieu. And we happy Halloween. Should, should we let them know where to find us? I suppose. You can find us on so many things. On Patreon on coffee on instagram on twitter on spotify on spotify on now spotify what's up aren't you glad this quality content is back no well i mean you can find our playlist we you can't find the podcast yet but i'm oh, working have they, have they still not put us back on spotify i'm, I'm working on it spotify been, what are you afraid of i've been harassing them do I need so, to send you a dead bird? Maybe. A headless one. Uh, uh, I mean, that goes without saying. Obviously. Okay, well, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, all birds are headless. With with the right effort. <laughs> this is quickly <laughs> spiraling. Uh, what? It's Halloween! This is a pre-Halloween! Uh, that you can find us and you, if you want to follow Emmett and I individually, she is at Emmett Davenport on Twitter and at Mad Spinstress on Instagram. I'm at Lady Atacop at all on all the things. Because um, she likes consistency. I like consistency and being able, and I can't remember my name if it, I change it. It's impossible. I please help support the show if you are financially able. If you aren't, give us a review on. Um, Apple Podcast or Stitcher. Recommend the show to a friend. Um, send us a headless bird. No, don't. I would like to have a word with the conquistadors about their treatment of the Native Americans in Florida. Send me a headless bird. I need to have a chat. Juan, you know what you did. <laughs> the, just the entire, the, every brutality that took place in St. Augustine was the fault of one guy. You're gonna also get so many headless birds. I will take some headless birds. You can look on our the website to find out where you can physically mail those headless Which birds. Which is my cafe and I don't want yeah, them. Please send Emmett's cafe tons of headless birds. She'll make sure I get them. No. And then the, the ghosts of the conquistadors that are irrevocably attached to them will haunt her cafe and not my house. Have a ghost in the cafe. I don't need Well, now one. you're gonna get maybe the now they're gonna battle, and that's how you get your own show on A and E, and that's how we get rich and famous. All right. Okay. Fine. Yeah. This is how this oh, works. All right. Baking show. It's like reality shows. Two favorite things: baking and hauntings. I mean, Henry already pulls the tower towels out constantly. Emmett, I mean, you are not thinking about this financially i don't know how to think about things financially or i wouldn't do a podcast it's like the great british bake-off but with ghosts okay That's i don't marketing. know how to make enough trifles <laughs> well guess what you're gonna learn damn it i don't know how to oh i don't really want to make all of those weird british drink british baked good things Oh, that's when I come in, baby. Guess whose grandma made trifle? 
Oh no, I can make a trifle. I don't. I can make trifle. I can make shortbread. I can make breadies. I'm trying to figure out how to make. Oh, I see. I see. Wait. Oh, I see. It's this is about you. Okay. Oh, I'm going to be the co-host. Okay. All right. Well, that's fine then. As long as there's a co-host. You can give up a marketing opportunity like this. As as long as you're going to be involved, because I'm going to be over here being like, I'm rolling this dough out. I'm doing this thing. I don't know what the hell I'm doing over here. She's talking about ghosts. I'm going to, I'm going to, I, oh, I need to put up on my fake psychic skills. All right. All right. All right. That's, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. But, uh, Agony Studios, review us, rate us, do all the things in, enjoy your spoopy season. Yes. Even though the real world is more horrifying and than even a Spanish conquistador ghost pressing down on your chest and if and remember that where the music is if you have missed our music portions it's at mixcloud.com backslash that darling dj duo uh that's where we put up our play musical playlists because oh, we can't do it definitely here definitely be listening to those Emmett has been knocking it out of the park with the, the spooky music yes we'll see what happens after the spooky music but uh Spooky music is my thing. It's my jam. They, they've been listening to this show. They know how they know how into Halloween we get. Yes. So with that, thank you. This has been the Clockwork Cabaret. She is Lady Addercup. And she is Emmett Davenport. And it's not work we do. It's love. Do you suffer from the horrendous ailment of omnitism? Oh, it hurts everywhere. So many of us do having never realized that there is a simple and easy cure. With the introduction of Dr. Phineas T. Norwood's patented Omnitism Oil, a healing antiseptic liniment, you can be free from crippling Omnitism. This amazing new oil can be used both internally and externally, but is best when used in combination. Headache? Phineas can cure that. Gut rot? Phineas can cure that. Bunions, eye strain, toothaches, Phineas can cure all of that. Generalized, non-specific pain, Phineas can cure that too. Right away on a cloud of happiness, using Dr. Phineas T. Norwood's patented omnitism oil.